Okay, welcome back to the Barreled Podcast Studios. This is episode two. We are pretty happy to be on to our second instalment of the podcast. I am here today with my co-host T-Bone. G'day Nemo, how are you? Mate, really well, really well. How's how's things mate? You've been, been busy? Good mate, yeah, been well. Getting in the water a little bit, so no, it's been fun mate. A couple of fun days of surf. We're right in the middle of winter here in southwest of western australia it's july the 23rd and it's um it's been a bit grim weather wise it's been a few offshore day, days though it has mate but the, surprisingly the water temperature is still quite nice so three two steamer three two yeah beautiful no problem yeah i, I had a surf at a um local spot last weekend and yeah the water's quite warm ripped the bag out of it did you mate mate absolutely shredding with my rail bogging uh, bottom turns and my rail bogging rail bogging top turns that's good to hear, mate. So you're not dominating at all. So you got a few this morning at a, a secret, secluded... I did. I actually dusted off the old uh, sci-fi. Sci-fi? Yeah, had a bit of fun on it. Is that the old Kelly Slater Tomo bat That's wing the thing? one, mate. Yeah, Stewie Kennedy made it pretty famous out at Snapper a few years ago. Stewie Kennedy, where's, where's he these days? You see he's still on the he's QS? plugging away on the QS. Mm. Yeah, well, there you go. He he was um he was ripping that day or that that comp at Snapper a couple of years ago, wasn't it? Yeah, he was on fire. Two thousand and seventeen. I think so. Yeah. So the sci-fi absolutely went uh, skyrocket, and Bananas. everyone wanted to get on one and surf like Stewie. <laughs> maybe, maybe it was just Stewie Kennedy surfing and, and not the board. Who knows? No, he's a great surfer. He's batting away in the QS. So. Oh, he rips those those forehand wraps. Absolutely love it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so a couple of, couple of waves this morning for yourself. I've been busy in the office, but that's all right. That's, that's life, isn't it? It is, mate. Um, now, you've been away at work, or what's, what's been going on? Uh, yeah, mate, went to work for a couple of weeks. Um, yeah, it's going pretty good. And yeah, back to work in a couple of days. Um, get the Spondula for the next trip away. Spondula. You got any trips planned? Yeah, Europe in September. Hmm. Yeah, uh, not... Yeah, I don't think I'll be getting any ways, but uh, yeah, family trip to Italy and Croatia. Mate, you get down to the Med with a, with a bit of a storm. I guess it's not really storm season in the Mediterranean, but that's some good waves there, hey? Yeah, been pumping. Pumping in the Med. So we've, um, we were a couple of days past the big big WCT event in Jeffreys Bay for the women and also for the men. We had some, some big results there. And uh, give us a bit of a wrap up, mate. Who, who, who did well in the uh, J-Bay comp? Well, you know, I, I picked the girls. Um, I, think, I think the best two girls are in the final. Uh, so that's Chris and Lakey. That's yeah. it, mate. Their bottom turn forehand wrap is um, it, it's on point and, and it's probably it's, it's the best two wraps in, in the women's division. And I sort of expected carissa to come home when lakey's up and running and she's got a bit of steam up she she's got some mean turns for um a young californian is she california mate i believe she's from um that sort of ventura way yeah ventura um just up near dane, dane reynolds channel island sort of country i mean i can't forget steph i mean unfortunately she got knocked out earlier but i i think carissa moore was due for a result and i think the final was uh, right up her alley mate so um yeah very very powerful um, surfer and um yeah she surfed insane i don't know if you've had a look at the you probably wouldn't have it's, it's a bit nerdy but um i looked at the schedule for the women coming up and this year there's been six six winners six events and six winners there's four events left and i think um chris is the defending champion in three of them so it's hers to lose you'd think from here yes uh I know, yeah, that's right. I mean, she's, I don't know what the points is. What do we got, mate? She's about a couple of thousand ahead of Sally. She's nearly 4,000 points ahead. Where do they go now? Freshwater? Is that their next contest? They yeah, go so to the wave pool? They've got nearly two months off before the next event. Yeah, surprising. They must have one less event uh, compared to the men's, right? Because the men, men's are off to Tahiti. Uh, yeah, they and do. the women have a bit, of a bit of a downtime. Yeah, yeah. So from here, the, the women have got, the Freshwater Pro, which is obviously Kelly's Wave Tank, um, middle of September. And then they've got the Roxy Pro in France. So Chris is the, the defending champ for the Freshwater. Um, we've got Courtney Conlog, who's the defending champ for the Roxy in France. Then we've got the Rip Curl Pro in Portugal. 
uh, Carissa Moore is the, de- the defending champ there, and also in Maui, Maui Wowie at the uh, Honolulu, Honolulu Bay comp, Carissa is also the, de- the defending champ there. So currently, she's she's got four out of the last. She's defending champ for four out of the last um, five events, if you include the J Bay comp. Yeah, no, it's it's. I think that J Bay definitely gave her a lot of confidence. I believe she had an injury twelve months. Oh, did she? To, to that date when she um, so to come back and and actually win, I think she was pretty damn stoked to get it to get finally get a, a win under her belt. So yeah, she'd say she was stoked about twenty times when she was being set up. She's looking promising though for the rest of the year. Killing it. Um, yeah, so just, just getting back to the six winners, we have Caroline Marks in Goldie. We've got Courtney Conlog in Bells. Steph Gilmore with that huge 10 in Karamas. Lakey at the Margies Pro. And then we've got Sally in the Rio. Chris are in J-Bay. So six winners. It's pretty pretty good pretty good result in terms of having a bit of variety in, in the uh, in the top of the uh, podium. Yeah, it sure is. And natural footers, go to the natural footers. They seem to be... Um... Every single one. Except, oh, no, except for Marks. one, yeah, 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 Caroline Marks, mate. Speaking of um, speaking of uh, goofy footers, we had our uh, our very own Bronte McCauley. She had a, a tough hate. Uh, she got a ninth, I think. She had a tough hate against um, Lakey Peterson. We'll talk a bit more about that in a little while. Who who else was in the semis for the for the ladies in at J Bay? Uh, who do we have, mate? Um... I'm pretty sure there was. Who was there? I love completely. Uh, ah, semi-finals. Caroline Marks and Malia Man- Manuel. I was I was really hoping that Malia Manuel would do, make it to the finals mm. at least and um, have a win. I don't think she's won an event in her whole career, which is crazy because I, I think she's an absolute ripper. I love her style and I love her surfing. Bit similar to Chloe Andino, eh? Never won an event yet. Yeah, okay. There you go. And... Uh, difference there obviously is that chloe's leading the ratings yeah right I mean, now i thought i mean once the swell started to build up I, I did put money on lakey yeah yeah i just think she's a yeah got a bit more power no she's a terror and um on the back of the j bay competition we've got carissa moore in first on forty one thousand one hundred and seventy five. sally fitz is still up there in 37 325 steph gilmore the what is she 28 times world champ 35,000, Lakey Peters is on 33, and then we've got Caroline Marks, who's, I think she's still only 17 on 32,000 points. That's your top five. Mm. And uh, I guess the only, one of the, the ones missing from there, from that top five, is Courtney Conlog, but I reckon she'll be there towards the end of the year. She'll give it a nudge, mate. Give it a red hot nudge. Um, so what what do you think about the the guys uh, at J-Bo? they Obviously got some up and down waves. Yeah, I think the start was a wasn't the classic J Bay lines. Um, I think the the I mean I think finals day was probably the the best waves they have for their whole event. It was kind of wonky though. Yeah. It was so strong offshore, almost sort of cross offshore. But um yeah yeah um yeah it looked challenging that's for sure. Um, that finals day and that offshore started to blow its absolute guts out. Um, yeah, it was super strong, wasn't it? Yeah, and the temperature dropped and. Um, yeah, it's it was sort of slow at the start, and it started to build as um, as the day went on. There were a couple of crackers for sure. Um, was it the all-time classic J Bay? Um, probably not, but not even close. There was some. Um, yeah, I, I thought the finals day served out the best ways of the event. It's, yeah, it sounds like prior to the event starting, they had pretty epic conditions. Did you see any of the footage? A little bit, yeah. Jeez, it looked good. Yeah, oh, it looked amazing. Um, so you've been to J-Bay a few times, haven't you? you uh, once, mate. Last, yeah, once. once in the mid-90s. Yeah, spent quite a few months there. What was the actual town like at that point? Well, this is back in the mid-90s, 94, 95. It was, um, yeah, I mean, I, I haven't been back since. I don't know how I can compare it to what it is now, but I believe it's, yeah, it's definitely grown. It was a cool little town. Um, there was some, some, yeah, the locals were, were, uh, were friendly, um, yeah, it's, it's like any small town, but this, this particular town had the, one of the best right-hand point breaks <laughs> parked out front. So, um, yeah, I had this uh, balcony um, when the waves are about uh, about five or six foot, I could see the waves break um, in the super section. So, that's so how far back from the point were you? I was I was pretty much one one house behind. Yeah, nice. Um, yeah, it was thirty seconds. I was I was on the beach on the sand. Ew. Yeah, it was pretty amazing to um, to stay there. How, how long were you there for? Uh, probably about four months. 
Right, working or just crazy? Yeah, a little bit of work. Yeah, I was working uh, in the local uh, Billabong surf shop. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I worked for this great lady who um, their policy was when it's pumping, you can go surfing. And I thought, wow, this is my dream job. So Close up shop. Close up shop. She, so, was, she wasn't the um, one they always talk about, Sharon. No, no, no. This is this woman by the name of Heather. Um, but uh, yeah, it was Sharon. Uh, yeah, she she had the um, the franchise or hey, T-Bone. The surf is pumping. Close the shop, eh, and go and have a quick surf. Exactly, it's cooking. Cooking boo. Oh, that's that sounds awesome. I I think I said to you, I've I've been there four times and been skunked every time. It's not one foot. But I'd love to go back. It's been so many years. Made a lot of good friends, and um, yeah, it's definitely um um on my list to, to get back there. Do you reckon they could have another comp in, in South Africa? Another mm, CT? I don't think so. No? No, I don't think so. Did you see any of the um, Belito? Uh, what I did see was pretty shitty. Yeah, average, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, pretty shitty. That yeah. one day was sort of wonky, wonky yeah. sort of overhead barrels. And um, apart from that, yeah. Just... Yeah, I don't think they really scored. So in in the J-Bay comp, we've we had, had a couple of sort of shitty days and that that one last day which was good um gabriel medina he just sort of somehow snook snuck snook he snuck past <laughs> our mate ryan callanan took the win ryan callanan just made one of the most hideous priority blunders we've seen in, in competition for a while who had him absolutely dusted and he somehow lost it um but it just seemed to for me it just seemed to kick Medina into gear and he just didn't didn't miss a beat from there no he didn't mate you can't give him an inch a millimeter no I mean I felt sorry for Ryan Callahan um he'll learn from it yeah well he'd hope so <laughs> you know three or four minutes whatever was left yeah Gabby Medina what an animal just frothing maybe Arco was just frothing too much the surf was too good and he's like oh I've got to go but yeah he'll, he'll he'll get better from that he's he's got the surfing for it yeah, so we had two goofies in the final, eh? Dos goofies. So mm. the, the semi-finalists at J-Bay, we had Isolo versus, um, was he against? Philippe. Philippe? Yeah. And who, who was um, Medina against? Kolohe uh, and Dino. Kolohe and mm. Dino. That's right. So That was a close one. Yeah. Mm. They, uh, Gabby only just got that. And Italo, yeah... Like both Italy and Philippe, they both had like nines in their first wave, but Italy seemed to back it up on a on an eight point oh and um, got the nod. Yeah, I think everyone was backing Philippe. Mm. He was on fire. Felipe or, or Felipe? Yeah, I'm surprised he lost because that looks almost sort of tailor made for him. I guess the um, with that offshore being so strong, it, it's hard for him to do his go go to the air like he, he usually does. Yeah. Like having said that, Kalohe pulled off a couple of pretty crazy ones yeah he was going for broke at the end but yeah it's so close but yeah just couldn't quite um get a higher high enough score to pip gabby in the end couldn't quite get there and then in the final uh isla got he got a, a nine early and he still lost he was still comboed yeah i know i know i know yeah yeah medina you know he just seems to have that ability to build in during it or throughout a contest and then you know at towards the end of the comp he's just Absolutely firing to the point where he, he makes the final and goes, that's it, I'm going to get 18 plus here. He nearly got a perfect score at 19.5 heat total. Was that what he got? Wow. Yeah, that second wave, the 9.77, um, that big hook thing, wrap, turn on on the end section, uh, got a little bit airborne, was insane. The the, the final move? Yeah, the final oh, move. Unbelievable. I haven't seen anything. It was so quick See how too. fast he was going. Just boom! And just almost catapulted towards the yeah. trough in the wave. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, he was he was a lot more aggressive, I thought, um, Gabby, and just going for broke at the end. It's another keeper um, result for Isolo Italian Ferrari, though. He's um, he finds himself in fourth position now. He's in. He's in. Yeah, he was. He sort of. No one really paid too much attention to Italo, um, but he just seemed to get through. He was up against the GOAT, I think, in the round of 16. Um, Kelly, I mean, I think, yeah, Kelly needed a second second wave to, um, to to knock Italo off. I thought Kelly, yeah, I just, he just needed needed some more waves that heat. I think he he was starting to look pretty good. Was um, was Kelly against Italo? Italo, yeah, mate. I, um, I must admit, I thought it was Seabass. That he, he was against, but 
obviously I was wrong there. So you're looking at the top 10, it's certainly the top six and seven, it's super tight. You've got 7,000 points between Gabby Medina in seventh and Chloe Hay and Dino in first. It's, it's a very, very tight, very tight uh, championship. It is, mate. Here. And now we go to Tahiti. It's going to get really interesting after Tahiti. And you, you look at Chloe, Toledo, I'm not sure what results they've had in the past few years. Italo, Kanoa. Kanoa, he's, he's got a lot of confidence right now. He seems to be really determined to, um, to win. He doesn't look, look, doesn't look like he's going to lose to me. No, he's looking pretty good. He's, he's got a lot of confidence, that's for sure. Geordie, Gabs, you know, you've got to say Gabs a favourite for Chopes. I don't know. We'll certainly talk about that a bit later. Um, who, who, you reckon Gabs a favourite? Yeah, well, he, he's a, a no-brainer, really. So, in the top ten, we have Chloe uh, Felipe Toledo, John John sitting in third, so he he may just requalify um, in third place. Obviously, he's going to requalify or get the injury wild card if he didn't. Islo's in fourth, Kanoa's fifth, Geordie in sixth. What happened to Geordie in this one, mate? In in, in J Bay. Uh, who'd you go out to? Uh, he was looking really sharp. He went out to Owen, that's right. He didn't look interested to me. Um. I just think it came down to waves. I, I mm. thought he was surfing really well. Um, I thought he was prior to that. And then the, um, round, was it round 16, I think, maybe, against um, Owen, he just yeah, didn't, seem to, didn't seem like he was even there. Yeah, I'm not sure, man. I, I mean, I, I think his first wave, I think he got a pretty decent score, but couldn't quite back it up. He got um, a 14.7 heat total, but Owen looked pretty sharp. He looked good. That was, yeah, that, that was probably Owen's... Uh, he had a really good result in Jay Bay. Um, it's been a, it's been a long time. He's sort of been down the down the bottom of the ratings, which has been a bit of a new thing for him. So good to see him come back. He was um, surfing insane on his backhand. Actually, out of all the goofies, I I actually was really digging it, the way he was surfing it. Shame he didn't keep going, but um, it was no. a real a real goofy event this this year. Jay Bay it was was yeah first goofy to take it out in what twenty five years was Oki the last goofy. To win J Bay, he may well have been. Yeah, might have been since 1984, which is even longer. Um, so I mean, you had Gabs, you had Islay, you had um, Ryan Callan, and you had Owen Wright. Adrian, Adrian, Bucken. Ace Bucken was ripping. I um, yeah, I thought he he, he was surfing really well. He uh, unfortunately got knocked in the. Oh, he made the quarters. That's pretty good. Good. That's a keeper result for him. He, he should qualify again if he, he wants to He needed it, mate. He needed it. So they'll give him a bit of momentum into Chopu, hopefully, for him. Get, get, the, get one of our Aussies a bit further up the, up the ladder. Yeah. No, it's good. Um, we've got a bit of bits to talk about that with the, the Australian situation in a minute. Um, Ryan Cal, what have we got? Gabby's in seventh. Kelly's in eighth. So it's a bit of a drop from seventh to eighth with Kelly in 21,000 and Gabby... 26,000. Ryan Callanan's in ninth, having a good year. And Julian Wilson. Oh, we've got two Aussies in the top 10. Yeah, at the moment. At the moment. So I guess we'll, we'll see what happens there. You'd like to think that um, there's going to be a bit of, a, bit of an Australian rear guard action coming into the second half of the year because they're not, they're not going so well right about now. Uh, I just wanted to see where Owen Wright is on the ratings. And he's in 12th place. So he there you go. Mate. Yeah, he's came up five five spots. Yeah, so three Australians in the top twelve. Maybe it's not all doom and gloom, but I th- I kind of think it is. Um, now, Goat Watch Kelly Slater. How did our friend, the greatest of all time, Robert Kelly Slater, go in the Jeffries Bay competition? Well, we know how he went. We just talked about it. Yeah, he got bowed out unfortunately. The the round of sixteen to Italy. And as he said, he lost to Islay. I, I was thinking Seabass knocked him, but I was incorrect there. Um, so, it, Kelly Slater, eighth place. He was taken off in a lot of small waves. He wasn't really seen to be hanging out waiting for the set waves. I mean, you Which see... Which you would think from him, he'd be, he'd be waiting for those set waves. Yeah, like that heat was Seabass. Seabass, Seabass waited for the sets. And, um, and, and then he won the, he got, he got the, the scores on, on the bigger waves. Yep. Tell you what, just a little shout out to Seabass. How good was he? Like, I was really impressed on how he was surfing at J-Bay. He looked on fire. Well, we talked about him last year saying, where is Seabass? Because um, I think before this event, he was, he was nowhere. He was 28th or something in the world. And um, there you go. He was 29th. He's gone up six places, which is 
Still not where he should be. I mean, yeah, he, if he gets another 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 result in Tahiti, you know, that'll get him back up. Oh, I, I didn't think he could lose. He was, was so in sync with that wave. He just he surfed that wave how he should surf it, um, not force it, just be in rhythm and flow. And yeah, I, and I, I just thought he was just a touch more radical than everyone else too. He, he was a bit unpredictable. His his flow and everything was great, but it, he just had a bit that bit of edge to his surfing as well. I thought. But yeah, Kelly. I mean, hopefully the uh, the forecast for Tahiti is off the Richter. Ten to twelve foot. Yes, please. And uh, I I would love to see him take it out, and that would that would make it interesting. <laughs> a couple of young punks up the top there, so I, I want to see it big, and and that'd be a big tester for Kanoa and Toledo and Kaloe. Oh. We'll see how the how the young guns go against the old old gun. Well, it's been crappy for a few years now. Well, not crappy, but you know, it hasn't really gone XXL in the last couple of years. So. Yeah, not since that. Oh, that that Kelly John John was that Kelly John John final, or oh, that was the semi final. That was that very... was Gab, Gabby and oh, John that was, John in yeah, the final. That's right. Yeah, that that was epic, Un- unbelievable. That final, that semi final that John and Kelly had, it was one of the best heats i've ever watched it was probably eight to ten foot they were both getting pitted off their dials that was oh it was unbelievable yeah hopefully we get that this year mate it'll be uh, really interesting and exciting to watch i'd love to say that i really would um now the when is the when is the comp for uh chopu it, what do we got We've, it's not until next month is mate, it? Uh, august 21 august 21 yeah so, that's when the event window opens so it's almost a, almost a month from now. So yeah, they all get a bit of a break, don't they? Although I, I think we'll be seeing some Indonesian footage in the next couple of months after I'd, that. I'd say so. I'd, I'd say that's where all the, all the crew will be heading off to. Well, wouldn't you? Yeah. It's um, pretty cold and miserable in Australia at the moment. So head off to Indo, boys. And... i tell you what, uh, Tahiti's been getting some pretty epic waves. I've been seeing a few shots and, and clips of Chopu of late, and it's been pumping. Pumping, yeah. Um, that that sort of old legend is it Romana, who's seen a couple of big towering waves. And oh, it's been getting crazy, unbelievable. Uh, it's time for Wade's World. Wade's World, where where is? <clears throat> excuse me, probably edit that one out too. Wade Carmichael, the Evoker Jesus. Um, He's had an up and down year, and this year, this uh, this competition last year, considering he was a finalist, was probably a bit of a disappointment to uh, Wade Carmichael. What, what's your thoughts on his uh, his exit during J Bay? Uh, I just think the waves. He, the he needs the big, long, open walls to to sort of show his skills. Um, just didn't get the waves basically, and uh, he bombed out. Yeah, round of thirty two against Seabass. Seabass, yeah, I guess we're we're probably well, not we. I, I was even thinking I don't really mind who wins out of this one. Two of my favourite surfers, Wade and Seabass. So Wade got himself a seventeenth in the uh, in the J Bay comp, as we said, losing to Seabass. But it does put him into he only dropped one spot, so he's he's in fifteenth place now in the World Championship Tour. So he's on track to requalify. Yeah, yeah, but he's, he's still consistent, you know. Um... I don't know how he's going to go at the Freshwater Pro. I don't, know, I, don't, I don't know if he's got an air game. I don't believe he's got much of an air he game. Does, he does. He's, he does. He's got good airs. Has he? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, sorry, Wade. Um, <laughs> see how you go at the Freshwater. Mate, you can't qualify in the QS without an air game. It's just not, not happening anymore. Yeah, well, see, yeah. He, um, yeah, like you said, now, I mean, he's had an up and down year. Um, see how he goes on his back end. Get back on your mic, mate. <laughs> um, yeah, so what, what is he, 15th? 15th, yeah. Uh, he's well and truly capable of a good result in Chope, so and uh, hopefully that could quarter final result or something like that. We'll see him back up the rankings, but as long as he qualifies, that's the main thing. Yeah, I reckon he's, he's, he's looking pretty good. Go the Evoker Jesus. Chope. Go Jesus. Come on, mate, we've got you. You've got it. Now, the, uh, I keep saying now, um, we had a bit of feedback about our Wade Watch and Goat Watch, Wade's World and Goat Watch, and we've, uh, we're introducing a new segment here. It's called Bronte's Beats. This is where we have a look at our local legend, Bronte McCauley, and how she's been travelling on the world tour. Now, Bronte has... Uh, oh, her results have been up and down this year as well. 
Have you got the rankings open there, T-Bone? I do, mate. I do. Where are you, Bronte? I'm pretty sure, well, I know, in fact, she had a ninth at J-Bay. That's her fifth ninth of the year. She's made one quarter final, and she's sitting in 11th place Correct, overall. Correct, mate. She's just outside the top 10. So top 10 requalify, don't they? Oh, they do, yeah. That's right. So at this point, um, when you take out the two, the two, two results get taken away from the end of, end of year uh, tally. Uh, in 11th place, Bronte will lose, will drop two knights off her score. So essentially, she's um, got three knights and a fifth at the moment. So that's mm-hmm. not too bad. Yeah. Uh, Joanne Defoe, who's in tenth, has got two knights and two fifths. So she's one one heat ahead of her essentially. So she's knocking on the door of requalification through the CT. Yeah. Bronte. So um, we'd love to see Bronte qualify Definitely. through the CT. She um she, she's been qualifying for the QS last few years, which is great. But she's good enough, isn't she, to I think so, mate. get through on the CT? Yeah. Did you see NFL surfing at J-Bay? I, uh, a couple of, couple of heats. Um, I think she's got an insane backhand. I think oh, she's got one of the um, better backhands so on, on the women's tour. Yeah. Um, I agree. And I think it's getting better and better. Yeah, really good style. Um, yeah, unfortunately, she went down to Lakey. Lakey Peterson. Yeah, she did indeed. Um, now, this might sound controversial, but I thought that Lakey was slightly overscored in that heat and I thought Bronte was slightly underscored in that heat. I think it was it was probably a two point differential between them, but I thought it was a bit closer than that. Not sure if Bronte got the win, but I think I think yeah, it was pretty close. There you go. Eleven eleven point four three Bronte to Lakey Peterson on thirteen point zero three. Um I watched that heat pretty closely and I thought that uh Lakey's first wave, I think it was a six point eight. I think that was overscored yep. a touch. Um, and I, I just think that Bronte's surfing in that heat was really, really smooth. She's just up and down, up mm-hmm. and down, big, big backhand wax. And I think she got underscored a bit. But um, that's me. I'm not a judge and uh, never will be. Because <laughs> <laughs> who the hell would be one? Terrible. Um, Bronte's next competition, obviously, is the um, Freshwater Pro at Kelly's Wave Tank. Has Bronte got an air game? Don't know. I don't, yeah, not not sure at all. Um, probably seen her a little bit down at one of the local breaks, which we won't name, even though it's fucking crowded as shit. Um, and yeah, I don't know if I've seen her taped there. Have you? No. Mm, there you go. We'll find out the, at the Freshwater Pro. Uh, I, th- I think she could do quite well there, especially on the rights, and just up and down with those, That's right, yeah. those backhand hooks. Yeah. Give it a few hammers on your backhand Bronte and bring home a good result there and... You could be in the top 10 by the end of that competition. Yep, I think so. Mate, how did you go, moving on from there, in your fantasy this in fantasy team? How, how, how did your fantasy team go? Woeful, this? mate. Woeful. Yep. Did anyone have a good fantasy competition? I mean, Philippe was my, my number one pick. Yep, yep. I had Philippe and Kelly in my TRA. Okay. But then I had Julian, Wade, Connor... And Jeremy, that all, they all bowed out pretty early. Yeah. I thought Connor would have went a bit more deeper into the event. Julian, yeah, I, I thought this was Julian's um, time to shine and, and, and got a good result. But so not. did I. And my, my, my TSC guys, Griffin, I've lost hope in old <laughs> Griff. He is, I've Mate. been backing him since Quick Pro. And sorry, Griff, you're off the team. Mate, he's going to struggle to re-qualify. He's, um, yeah, he's, oh, what's going this, on? This is his second year on tour, right? Yeah. Yeah, he did his rookie year last year. He's got the year two blues. I don't know what it is. Unbelievable talent. Um, he's just not getting the results. Um, he's missed a few, he's missed out on a few nail biters. Uh, I had Freddie Marais too. I thought Freddie would have, um, yeah, got his mojo in sync and, um, yeah, powered through the event, but, um, no. Nah. He bombed out pretty early too. No good at all. Yeah, I think we needed bit bigger conditions for Freddie to do those big forehand wraps that took him to the final a couple of years ago. So yeah, I, I had Freddie in my team as well. I um I, I went exclusively natural footers for my J Bay team, and um of course the the Goofies dominated. So yeah, that wasn't a, a great strategy at all. Well, who wrote that script? I don't know. What was your score for J Bay? Do you know? Three hundred and seventy nine. Yeah, that is pretty bad. I, what was yours? <laughs> I had 403, which is not great. But um, 
Yeah. What's your overall score then, mate? Oh, not looking pretty, mate. I, you know, I, um, what do we got? Overall score, I think it was about a couple, couple, couple of thousand, I think, mate. I'm on 2695. Okay, Namu, 2481. 2481, so within striking distance. Um, yeah, so I dropped 70 places overall, 200. I think I was 70th last time, and I'm now 144th overall, which sucks balls. Um, I'm still first in the stab league, which is oh. remarkable. Uh, I've dropped from 5th to 10th in lift, so don't worry, Jimmy. I'm not in any danger of winning the board. I know I'm not eligible anyway. Um, in the in the lift league, and then 28th in the snake tails. So is, just, there, is there any prizes up for grabs in the stab? No, no, just, um, I guess, bagging rights. But, um, yeah, I think there's all sorts of different little little prizes. I think Jake Patterson does rushes and stuff for competition winners in in the snake tails league and um i think there might be prizes in in the lip comp as well for in individual event winners but yeah it's all falling apart unfortunately yeah in the coastal life um fantasy um comp shout out the cuz cuz took it out old current current boys he's well got current. 383 points and his old man came in 382, so there's a nail biter there. Nail biter. Is that out of, that's, how many in that league, mate? Three, mate. That's right, the Coastal Life exclusive, Coastal Life Surf Shop in Bustleton for all your surfing needs. Um, so there's three three teams in that. There is, mate, yeah. Very exclusive league. It's, oh, I came third. You've got to put up $200,000 to enter the league, so nobody else wanted to do it. But um, yeah, maybe you should get a few more in, into that one. Um, moving on from the fantasy, because it's, um, yeah, it was pretty woeful but I think I think a lot of people had bad scores in that particular event because that lots of people would have been on the on the uh, natural waters let's talk about the Australians on the world tour I'm calling it I'm calling it the death of Australian surfing mate is that too much well yeah it's it's hard to hard to swallow, mate. But it, yeah, if you I mean if you look at the current rankings now, we've got I mean we've got Arkow and Jules in the top ten. That's about it. Oh, by the way, I should say I should qualify that by saying, death of Australian men's surfing because the girls are obviously doing us very proud. Um, did you know? Did you know who the last Australian world champion is? Mick Fanning. Mick Fanning. Yeah. How long ago was that? Do you reckon? Uh, what was that? Anyway, couple. Um, 2000 and I'm gonna guess here 17 16 all right well I'll tell you who won, who's won the last five so last year 2018 obviously Gabriel Medina 2016 and 17 we had John 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 Florence 2015 we had uh, old mates uh, what's his name Adriano de Souza and then 2014 the first first time a Brazilian won the world championship which was Gabriel Medina with his first. So 2013. That's oh god, that's getting six years. What those years ago? Six years ago now, I know. And that was um. Was that a pipe? Did he secure that a pipe? Yeah, I remember he, he just snuck through that little yeah, right. knot. Yeah. It was a it was a pipe belter, like a yeah. second reef pipe one, and he just sort of came came into the barrel, stalled into the barrel, and got a sick pit, and came out of it, and pretty much won the title there on the beach at Pipeline. So it certainly wasn't a runaway win. I'm not sure who who came second that year, but find out but yeah six years uh since australians are, have been on top um what about what about a bit, bit of history there how many world champions do you reckon we've had in the last 20 years mate Ooh, two i think you'd be ding correct mate two world champions in the last 20 years that's not world championships because obviously mick fanning has won three but we've had Parco and Mick Fanning, the only two world champions. Wow, 20 years. Since Oki won his uh, his uh, comeback when he came back to the tour and won the, won the world title in, I think it was 1999. So it's um, it's not good reading there for the Australian surfers. No, it's, but yeah, you know, when you look at that, 20 years, two world champs, don't know how many runner-ups runner we had, but yes. Need to start working, working <laughs> on that one then. <laughs> why, why, what, what's going on? What I mean, I go surfing not very often, but when I do, it's crowded. Um, there's always lots of people there. But do you know what? I'm not really saying people ripping. Are you locally, mate? Yeah. Um, yeah, not really. Not I haven't seen any young kids that you think, wow, they're they're heading they're heading towards you know a, a professional surfing career. I haven't seen anyone like that since probably Taj Burrow. 
Oh, it's um, got to be. I mean, yeah. Who, who's coming up in the juniors? You've got your um, yelling up board riders. The juniors in there look pretty good. Um, we can't really comment on the rest of Australia. Obviously, we're not over there. But if you go go surf your local spots, you don't see people just flying around doing air reverses and stuff like. Maybe when I guess Jay Jay Davies and Tosh were sort of coming up, uh, maybe a different different situation. So what what needs to be done? Oh, <laughs> I don't know, mate. I mean, I I think the uh, what needs to be done. <laughs> Coaching. Go live near a really good beach. And surf every day? Mm, maybe. Well, yeah, it's obviously a good idea. Um, my thought on that is um, let's have less people surfing and more, more people surfing better. It's an easy thing to say, but I think um, yeah, there seems to be a lot of crabs in the water. And um, I guess that's the, uh, that's the whole point of what the WSL is trying to do is get more people to surf. Yeah, I mean, the, the WQS is such a grind. There's so many good Australian surfers on that tour. It's just breaking through and, and, and getting on tour, getting to the next level is the hardest hurdle for these guys. I mean, Matt Banting, every time I watch him surf, I think, Jesus, you, you mean, he's, he's insane. I hope he gets back on the tour. He'll get back on without a shadow of a doubt. He had a pretty bad injury and, um, yeah... How how old is he though? He'd be twenty. He'd be mid twenties, wouldn't he now? I'd, yeah, I'm not sure, mate. Early twenties, I would say. So right now he's in third place in the QS, which means he's in a very solid position to be able to qualify. Um, he hasn't got any outstanding results, so they're all sort of three thousand, two thousand mm-hmm. results. Um, and then the next Australian, Jordan Lawler. I mean, ninth place. He's the only other p- person from Australia, only other man from Australia in a qualifying position at the moment. Guess you got Jack Robbo thirteen. Yeah, Jack Robbo, he's, jeez, you just come on, Jack Robbo, just qualify, please. I mean, the CT is just absolutely made for him. That's right. You know, dominates at at box, dominates at Chofu, dominates at pipeline. He he could he could win he could win three events in his first year if he qualified. So tell me, mate, um, the Olympics, who's going to represent Australia? Do you know? Well, the way it works is that the first two qualifiers from um, from each country will qualify. They still have to go and do some qualifying event, but it's I think it's based the f- the first two um, from each country. So at the moment, that would be Ryan Callanan and Jules Wilson. Okay, I, they had um, the qualifying uh, event in Japan for for the, for the locals and Hiroto Ohara. Yeah, he took it out or he qualified. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. So it would be at this point him and Kanoa as uh, as the qualifiers from Japan. Hope they get some waves for it. Yeah, apparently, well, apparently it can be epic or or dismal, like Tricks Point, or well, not Tricks Point. All the Tricks Point locals would have a fit if I said that, that Tricks Point is dismal. But um, yeah, it's Hiroto, it's Ahara, is that? Yeah. Yeah. So he um he won the um US Open a few he years did. back, didn't he? Hundred K. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna buy lots of cars. I think he said, <laughs> <laughs> uh, buy lots of cars. Um, so yeah, he's obviously pretty good in those small waves. So he could win it. Who knows? He um, where's he on the on the QS at the moment? He's 15th. Mate, he's in a qualifying spot. If he he's if, you know he could make it for sure. Yeah, if he could team up with Kanoa, fellow countryman. What a team! What a what a. Yeah. See in Japan. So we've talked a bit about the death of Australian surfing. I don't, I don't think it's really a death. It's just um, none of that, none of, we haven't, we haven't got that sort of fanning, Parco, Taj sort of uh, trio that are, are smashing it. And um, that'll come back. Hope so, mate. Um, we talk, we've talked about the death of Aussie surfing. I've got a bit of a bone to pick. Um, not with Aussie surfing. Aussie surfing's great, apart from not doing so well on the tour. Um just the format of, of the competition. So let's have a look at it in terms of how many rounds there were for the um, for the competition at J Bay. So go back to that sheet there if you can find it. There we go. All right. So they had what they have the seeding round with 12 heats, the elimination round with four heats. So 16 heats to lose four surface. I just reckon. Um, with the way that swells work, who, who's in charge that can't work out that we need to just reduce the rounds in 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 the CT? Any thoughts on that, mate? So what? So tell me, 
So what has changed really what we've got the seeding round which which was it's like a round one so basically it's a pointless round except that it's reseed surfers depending yeah, on where yeah. they are in the draw. So you can go out yeah so that first one, that that seeding round win or lose you go to the um the elimination round and that's okay so the top 3 yeah there is a lot of heats I mean I haven't really been following too much about the the thoughts on the the way how it's sort of put together now that all the heats um it does sound like a lot of heats to um to eliminate some people yeah well it's 16 hats 16 hates to lose who have we got we've got Jadson andre beric de Vries, um jesse mendez and who else was it jorgen cousinet from france so i mean no offense to those guys but you take it what's that 16, eight, eight hours, eight hours plus of surfing to lose essentially four QS grinders. I mean, well, I just think they've got it wrong there. Um, okay, so they've got okay, they got four heat, four heats in elimination round. Yeah. So, so one, one gets eliminated out of the round, of, out of the heat out of, of the three. three. Yeah. I just think it's yes, yeah, an absolute joke. Um, Is it giving? I mean. It's just giving people more opportunity. Um, but it's cutting into that the quality of the surf that they can have available. Yeah, true. So to give you an idea... But you've, I guess you're, you've got three people in a heat. Um, yeah, I don't know, mate. I mean, it's an interesting stat, though. 16 heats to lose four surfers. It does sound like an awful lot of surfing to be done. So to, to get to a champion in a CT, four, at the moment, 47 heats. So if you do the maths, say, what's that... 23 plus hours of heats that's at least three full days of competition all right here's my solution do you want to hear it yeah what would you do now all right so the, to- the at the end of the year the top 20 qualify in the ct and you've got 10 qualifying on your um qs uh, results so you've got 30 surfers each each event has two qualifiers whether it's a wild card or whether it's a you know a sponsored surfer or whatever it might be you've got 32 surfers round of 32 round of 16 quarterfinals, semifinals, finals. That gives you 31 heats. Have the whole, th- you, you're almost guaranteed to have good surf during that time because you only need two days to complete the competition. And during those two days, the surf's going to be good enough, hopefully, for you to have overlapping heats. There's always four people in the water. Do you like the overlapping heats? Love it. Yeah, same. Absolutely love it. It's the best thing that they've done. So if you can have two days of competition with overlapping heats, there's always action and you can have the best two days out of the swell period. Mate, we'll have to get on the phone and have a chat to uh, Sophie Goldsmith, the CEO of... Uh... I just reckon it's a no-brainer. It, it, it works in terms of numbers, 32, 16, 8, 4, 2, 1. It's, yeah, I just, I can't work it out. Um, I don't remember a couple of years ago, they used to have the, the round one with three, three surfers. Yeah. And then they had the round two where second and third went in together. Yeah. Then they had round three, and then they had round four, and then they had round five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, Ra- round was it round four? Or was it no? Round four was just like an expression session. It didn't matter win or lose. You're always going to go forward. Yeah, that's right. So um, that was fifty-one hates. Yeah. For that, so I mean, they've they've cut they've cut it they've cut, cut they have cut it back though. Four hates. Four hates. Yeah. Two hours. Wow. I mean, yeah. But four hates with overlapping hates as well. That seems to be. Um, a, a few more events with overlapping. Yeah, yeah. I just, I just think that um, you don't even need to reduce the numbers down too much. Thirty-two surfers in the draw. I mean, you could have, you could have a trials event before the before the main event to get your two wild cards, like they do at Chopu or Pipeline or whatever. I think that's that's a good idea to get local crew yeah, involved into the main draw, and then you've got thirty-two surfers and bang, two two days. Um, bang it, bang. Yeah. So. Speaking of that, yesterday they had the uh, Padang, Padang Rip Curl Padang Cup uh, over oh, in Bali. Yeah. How good was it? Did you see it? I watched the final. Um, I watched a couple of heats. I watched this, uh, the semi, couple of the, the two of the semis, and I watched the last 10 minutes of the final. Yeah. I, I watched, um, was the final just about dark? It was pretty dark, yeah. yeah, yeah. Looked like Wilco had it. No, sorry, Clay Marzo had it in the bag. Yep. And then Benji Brank just snagged one at the end and um, Benji got pitted off his head. Yeah, he got, got two barrels and um, actually got, the, I think, the highest um, score of that heat um, and took him to the lead. And well done. Unfortunately, Clay couldn't get another one. I would have liked to see Clay Marzo take that out. Well done to the South African Hawaiian, Benji, Benji Brand. Did you know that he's from South Africa? Or? I didn't, mate. Yeah. 
Benji Brand from South Africa. Resides in Hawaii, right? Yeah, lives in Hawaii. Yeah, he was in the yep. was he in the Pipe Masters last year, this year. I think he was, and I think he um he may have almost taken out the wave of the winter with um a crazy barrel at Pipeline, but um didn't didn't get the chocolates. You got to be a barrel specialist to win Pedan Cup, and he is a barrel specialist. So yeah, they all are. I mean, uh, even Wilco did all right. Yeah, he was he was riffing against some really good barrels, um, and the Brazilian surfer Madei Rondi got fourth in that one. So we had Benji Brand, Clay Marzo, Wilco in third, and then Madei in fourth. So the good the, the great thing about that for me was one day. Yeah, I mean you're never going to get the CT to run comps in one day, but they certainly could in two days, mm. and uh, that's what I'd like to say. The waves are, I mean, you can just pick the eyes out as well. Yeah, you can. It doesn't need to be a specialty place like Padang because, um, you know, Padang doesn't always have two days where it's it's working. It needs that particular sort of size and direction for it to be any good. So they got the, the one day and it was amazing. It'd be pretty pretty good fun being invited to go to these special events and just hanging out, oh, waiting for a swell. How good it'd be to surf Padang with four people would be. Just dream come true. Dream come true. Just got to stay out of the nightclubs, mate. <laughs> Or the new one, or started single fin. Um, so we've got Tahiti coming up. Who, who are your picks for Tahiti, mate? I'm going to back in the goat. Hopefully, hopefully the conditions are going to, you know, be pumping six eight foot the goat. I'm going to go Jeremy Flores as well. Yep. Um, Gabby Medina, you have to put him in your team. You do. You do yeah. indeed. Um, so my my four semi final picks are Gabriel Medina, Kelly Slater, Owen Wright, and. Um, yeah, so Slater, uh, Julian Wilson, Owen Wright, and Gabriel Medina. Good picks there, Nemo. Good picks. Um, you can you can use those picks for your uh, life. fantasy team if you Thanks, like. Thanks, mate. No problem. Uh, and my roughies are going to be Michelle Perez and two former winners, Jeremy Flores and Adrian Bucken. Cool. So my Sea Bass and Zeke Lau. I'm going the big Hawaiian. Zeke Lau. He's yeah, he's got to get a result at some point, doesn't he? The big Hawaiian. But he was surfing well at J Bay. Yeah, he he really was. He was who was he up against? Um, who did he knock out? I think he might have knocked out. Anyway, he was up know. against Ace Bucken. Yeah, yeah. But prior Ace to Bucken. that, prior to that, he was riffing. I yeah. Thought. Um, maybe Jules Jules Wilson. I think he he knocked out. Yeah, he did, mate. Yeah, on yeah. the on, on the dying sort of seconds of. of yeah, the... that's right. Buzzer beater to t- take out the Australian who's a former finalist at J Bay. You'd think he's got a win in him at some point. Um, anyway, now, finally, before we go, we've, um, we've got a new segment in the Barreled Surf podcast, which is what you've been listening to. It is the, the Bernard Tomic Nick Kyrgios Cup for the biggest knob in surfing. And uh, this week, or this podcast, this episode, we've got, uh, well, I've got it for... Uh, that chap over on, on the East Coast, Carcass Thompson. Did you hear about this, mate? No, mate. What's, what's the go there? Well, he got, he got charged with um, assault on Jodie Cooper. Oh. For, uh, as far as I'm aware, he held her underwater and um, just about drowned the poor. Oh, does Jodie Cooper live over there now, does she? Not sure. I think, think she must do. But, um, you know, not saying that she may or may not be annoying in the surf, but you know, probably don't need to be going to that sort of violence... Um, ends to put your point across in the what surf. What was his name? Mark Thompson. So we, you know Tomo that um, makes the surfboards? No. Shapes for Kelly. Oh, right. Okay. Daniel Thompson. It's his, oh. He's his old man. Oh, okay. Good. Yeah, so he, he got he got convicted in court this week for uh, for assault, maybe grievous bodily harm, something something along those lines. Right. Yeah. If uh, I'm incorrect with that, I apologise, but it's some, some sort of assault charge. So good on you, mate. Lift your game. He rides a surf mat, apparently, so don't oh. know. Anyway. Oh, I go. hope Jodie's uh, okay after that. I think she's, I think she, it was, it was a little while ago, it was just the court case was this week. Okay, so I think that's, that's us wrapping up for another episode, our second ever episode of Barrel Surf Podcast. Thanks for listening, and, um, you know, if you do enjoy the show, tell your friends about it, share it on social media, and um, give our Facebook page a like. Uh, so yeah thanks for listening and it's uh, adios from me and from T-Bone see you later all catch you next time